one, two, one, two. We clipping? Nope. Ain't no goddamn clipping. Be fucking talking about. Hey, episode 36, what is going down? Hey. You are now listening to Not Politically Correct Podcast. It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha. A.k.a. Hank Hook, a.k.a. Mexican Raiden. A.K.A. Ethy E. <laughs> and you can find me. And say on- Louis. <laughs> I'll punch you. <laughs> Y'all hear the abuse sign. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at CNovaKPZ. Or KPZ. Mm-hmm. For those that love the onomatopoeias. Mm-hmm. McCoy. It's your boy, Rim McCoy. A.K.A. Mr. What It Do. A.K.A. Young Splash Guard. A.K.A. No Cat Charlie. A.K.A. Smooth Job Johnny. A.K.A. Motherfucking A. Uh, doped Up Danny. Yeah, of course. A.K.A. Hallway Jones because... Your bitch might make, make me a ringtone. Wow. When the white guy's gone, the black guys fall apart. No, <laughs> when the overseer's not here. You want to try it again? <laughs> no, we're going to keep it that way. <laughs> um, you can find me on uh, Twitter and, I mean, Instagram. I exist, but at Rumacoy, for those who like the onomatopoeias. Um, that's a K and a P and a Z. And you can also find me at Rumacoy Rebel on uh, Snapchat. Russ? Yeah. The bar, man, a.k.a. Teddy Russ, a.k.a. Gentleman R, a.k.a. Keaton Universal, a.k.a. Smooth Fingers, a.k.a. Russ the Bus. <laughs> and you can find me on the Snapchat and Twitter at X-Rated, if you do the onomatopoeia and shit. Uh, <laughs> X-Rated, E-C-K-Z underscore R-E-Y-D-E-T on IG and Candid Cupidity, C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y. You and I-T. Also... <clears throat> We have a Facebook group. If you want to be a part of it, it's Not Politically Correct Podcast. Uh, you can go ahead and like our page, too. That would help us out a lot. NPC Podcast. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Not PC Podcast. Also, we are on the best of the best. We are on the SoundCloud and iTunes slash the podcast app for you iPhone users at uh, Not Politically Correct Podcast. So find us, like us, uh, review us, all that good shit. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's, it's player for you to for, for you to look out for players like that. You feel what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Today we are without the sports guy. Ha fucking ha. Mm-hmm. He turned 27 yesterday. So Old he is man. camping or not camping. He's he's somewhere by some cabins and some tiki bars and some shit like that the for the cheese. weekend. Right, we're Chuck E. Cheese. Um, getting scared by the band because he's a scaredy ass nigga, you feel me? But uh, no, shout out to Cody, turning 27. A.K.A. Brandon. A.K.A. Ghost. A.K.A. Right. A.K.A. Ban Jojo. A.K.A. Embellishing Emily. City record on everything. Pause, actually. Um, So I'm assuming that Cody's at this busting nuts and eating butts party that you guys have seen. Um, going around... On Twitter and shit. And Calling everybody my dough. Right, my dough. My do- <laughs> <laughs> Calling everybody my dog. That my dog. That my dog. All right. But no, shout out to that man. Um, does anybody have anything, anything to say about sports today? Actually, I have one thing that I wanted to mention. Woo! Simone Biles is a U.S. gymnast. Yeah. Uh, and she is right now the most decorated gymnast in the world, not just female gymnast, not just black gymnast or black female gymnast. The most! Yeah. The most? Yeah, yeah. Decorated gymnast in the world. She's the first uh, gymnast to, I think, hit a triple-double on the mats and if that's that. about the same thing as um, basketball, then I'm imagining that she had three three judges give her 
double scores or something? Mm. <laughs> or is she... This is our sports section. <laughs> yeah. It's help. just as good when Cody does it, buddy. <laughs> just as good. Let's ask Charles. Charles? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm editing this and drop the cricket for Charles. Right. What's a triple-double mean in gymnastics? But, yeah, she's the first one to do that. She was doing some shit on the balancing beam and the first one to do a double flip off of it or something like that. I don't I don't know. She's doing a lot of things, a lot of major things, and she has so much of her career ahead of her. It's exciting to be alive in this time of awesome, amazing things, and not just black girl magic, but just sports and... No, fuck all the sports. It's amazing to be alive in this time of black girl magic. Fuck yeah, all that. yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. There's a couple of... Uh prominent gymnasts who are black who are killing the game um and it's just it's just a wonderful thing it's a phenomenal thing uh, it's unprecedented yeah oh um, yeah now didn't she is this the same girl who did something a few years ago um yeah she's a gold medalist yeah, yeah she was one of the first no because it's it's been a couple of um black gymnasts in the last like decade or did some shit uh gabby gabby up yep, gabby um simone biles and there was another one who was like the master of the floor exercise for a while. Really? Um, who is, I'm not sure if she's mixed, but I know she's... Oh, you're talking about old yeah. girl? I think she's in college. I don't think she's in... Uh, I don't think she's a part of the USA team yet, but the girl you're talking about dances to Michael Jackson or whatnot? Yeah. That chick, oh, yeah. she bad, yeah. bro. She, she no has yeah. major, major talent. Um, and, like, all her, her uh, spins, twists, and flips, she always lands with, like, little to no... Um, what do they call it? Uh, uh, well, no hop step or anything. It's it's like solid foundational landing. So yeah, definitely look out for her in the future because I'm sure the U.S. is really trying to recruit her if she's not already in talks with them. Um, and then um, congratulations to some uh, uh, I should call her Simon, but Simone Biles uh, on her accomplishments this year. Um, there's one thing that I wanted to say in sports, but what else did you have as far? As- I was just gonna say that I'm just digging the presence of women in sports this year. Our USA soccer team yeah. killed it. Man, they, they killed so, kill, so, so yeah, much. Dude. And we don't, we don't talk about them. We don't give them, a, we don't give a lot of women enough credit in this country. Yeah. Or most countries. So I guess I don't feel so bad about that because <laughs> we kind of fall in line with everybody else. But <laughs> we should give the women their just dues. And right now they are cutting the fuck up, not just in sports, but also in music. We can get into that later. But what else did you have, Russ? Um, well, the San Antonio Spurs will be retiring Tony Parker's number nine jersey wow. um, later this year, uh, November 11th, before the game against the Grizzlies. So yeah. he played 17 seasons, won four NBA titles with the Spurs, um, and his last season was with the Charlotte Hornets. Wait, Tony Parker's last season was with the shot Hornets? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Wait, so the, so this past season he was with Hornets? Yeah. Wow, that's... Yeah. Six-time All-Star, named MVP of 2017, NBA Finals. Like I'm Tony 20, Parker, wait. 2007, excuse me. Well, okay, I was going to say, Tony Parker was an MVP <laughs> in 2017? Uh, two, 2007. Oh, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. I was going to say, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like, somebody is... Then did yeah. some wrong shit. He's the tenth player from the Spurs to have his number retired, joining Tim Duncan, of Avery course. Johnson, of David course. Robertson, uh, yeah. James Silas, Johnny Moore, and Manu Ginobili. Wow, man, that's dope. That's dope. I man, that 2017 MVP thing scared me. Not gonna front, that really 
worried me. I was like, that nigga was too old to be. <laughs> How? Like, <laughs> right. Nigga, when Steph Curry is in the league, like, he's in there. Yeah. Giannis was there. Like, nah. Um, shout out to that man, though, for getting this shit off. And, and, and you can really appreciate um, somebody like Tony Parker who did it, who did a lot. Of he played most. I was going to say, didn't he retire as a spur, but uh, apparently he did not. So. Yeah, that surprised me when I first saw it. I'm like, I thought he was a spur for life, but yeah. Right. Played his last season on the, the Hornets. Man, he, um, ain't he married to Eva Longoria? Yes, her sexy ass. Still, still, she been a bad, been a bad bitch. She been a bad bitch, you feel and me? And from what I've heard, like, it's, it's like super cool, too. Like, goofy, corny, like, cool, cool-ass shit. I'm like, right, right, right. Good job, Tony. You gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta give, appreci- you gotta appreciate good shit like that, man. And, um, Shout out to that man for doing his thug fizz, you know what I'm saying? In, in, the, in the league like the NBA where t- times change. And uh, in, in sports, you see a lot of old niggas get pushed out earlier than they maybe even should or need to be pushed out. Mm. And uh, you, I can appreciate, you know, somebody playing seven. Anybody that plays professional sports more than 15 years, still giving it their all and having accomplished as much. I mean, he was part of, he was part of the core Spurs that did a lot of shit. Yeah. Spurs, the Spurs that beat motherfucking, he was part of the Spurs that beat uh, the Heat that sent um, LeBron back to Cleveland. So, yeah. like, hey, man, shout out to that man, man, yeah. for real. So, listen, <laughs> Tony Parker, man, Jersey being retired, that's amazing. Um, and it just, it just really, you know, all the things he's done in the league and being part of, you know, the, the amazing Spurs and, you know, I think he also has some businesses and things that he's been getting into that he's, some investments he's been doing. Speaking of investing, good transition into music, our man's Jay-Z yeah, for is, sure. is actually investing in the sports. Yeah, yeah. Water but, polo? You know it. You know <laughs> this it. This is a second investment into a sport? Yeah, because Rock Nation actually has a sports management uh, division, and I believe Kyrie Irving is with them, mm. uh, amongst other people. Kyrie Irving, I think it might be them. Uh, KD might be with them, too. Does, does he own part of the Nets? Yeah, I he, want to say, yeah. Was it the he's Nets? He's a minority owner of the Nets, mm. I think, I believe. So, he's done some things in sports. He's brought... Or is it the Knicks? It's the Nets. Okay. <laughs> the Nets. Because they used to be in New Jersey, brought them to Brooklyn. The catchers. Right, exactly. Um, the Nats and shit. <laughs> um, New York Nats. Um, but, uh, so, Jay-Z is actually partnering with uh, the NFL to do a... Social justice slash, well, it's a two-piece, a two-part uh, business deal that our rap phenomenon is doing. The first part is he's Rock Nation is going to be um, co-producing the halftime show with the NFL. Basically, they're going to be, you know, going forward, uh, doing a lot with the halftime show and making sure it is a great halftime show. Um, and so I'm excited for that, but also... The Rock Nation and Jay Z deal with the NFL includes a social justice uh, effort as well, um, and so Jay Z caught a lot of flack for this this past week. Um, joining, you know, it's been a lot of stuff going on where they're like, "Why would you partner with you know the NFL?" Being that you know they haven't let Colin Kaepernick you know back into the league, um, you know they the way that they treated players that hold the last three seasons in, in terms of the kneeling thing. Basically, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys said, if you kneel, then you won't be a cowboy. Like, really taking away their ability to, you know, use their platform. And everybody's looking at Jay like, 
here you go chasing the bag again, and here you go, you know, trying to cash in on Black Misery is what I, what it seems to be. People just think he's underhanded. I'm hoping that what he's doing is getting an in within the league. Yeah, yeah. And then once he's in, he can start making moves and disrupting patterns and so on, whatever. But until we get somebody on the inside with some money and some power, I don't know how much we're going to be able to change. And but I'm he, hoping that Jay is doing that. He even said it like, you know, the, the, the point of the kneeling was not to give Colin Kaepernick a job. And if that's what everybody thought it was, then y'all the fools. Y'all the, like, you know, y'all are the ones who are um, upholding to this this protest. Because what originally was supposed to happen was we weren't supposed to be watching the NFL, period. But, you know, niggas ain't going to do that. Um, I got to watch my favorite team and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but Jay came back and was like, yo, this was to bring to light the injustices and the social injustices and the murders and, and things of that nature. And which it did. That, which it did. It accomplished its, its, its goal. He said there's two parts to um, a protest. It's the actual protest and then the organizations that are being protested with going, okay, I hear y'all. And he was like, hopefully that's where we're at now to where we can to affect some changes. And I, you know, um, Stephen Smith was, was talking about it, and he was like, is this not what the protest was, was for? Like, I don't think it's only going to be a Jay-Z um, beneficial thing. And, and he was like, I hope it's not that way. But he was like, from the past things that Jay-Z has done, mainly for the black community, we should not be looking at this as like, oh, you a sell out this, and you know, you just trying to get that money type of thing. Right, people are so quick to not think far enough ahead <coughs> and just demonize somebody for doing something different. Mm-hmm. Right, Until right. the end result happens and it's golden and they're like, oh! I believed in it all the time and I knew it. Yeah. Like, no, like, R.I.P. Nipsey, right, I love right, you, man. Right, right. <laughs> right. Why well, he had to what? die for y'all got on his team, but all right. Right, all right. right, right, right. Yeah, I just think that, um, I think with the Jay-Z thing, like, he, like, he, like I was saying, like, he definitely... He asked, and, and and another thing too, if you look, if you watch the interview, and you look at it, you can tell from his body language that it's not like I'm not here trying to be buddy buddy. It's about offering opportunities to my people. You know what I'm saying? It's about right. y'all need a nigga in the room to check y'all. You know, because how I believe was it Robert Good, Good, Goodell, Goodall. the dog Robert Good, Goodall who wait I believe Goodell. that the the commission. Right, yeah, yeah Roddy, um, <laughs> the commissioner of the NFL. We we um, Robert Goodell, <laughs> Robert Kellyos, no, Robert um, uh, He has been very uh, not. He's been very outspoken too, I believe, about the Colin Kaepernick thing and the you know how players should act and players should conduct themselves and whoop de woo and um, you know he called Jay, Jay, and Jay said oh, my name's Sean. <laughs> Like, like, niggas not fucking with that. Jay-Z is smart enough to be like, listen, man, we ain't gonna do nothing by trying to keep ourselves out. We can protest all we want, but we need to be <laughs> but in the middle. But that also establishes his, separate, his uh, separatism from his... Uh, his, uh, his rap career rap, rap versus career. who he is as a businessman. Right, man. so you're gonna, you're gonna look at me as an equal in this, and you're gonna call me by my name. Right. Because that's what we're, that's what we're doing here. That's, that's one of the things I like about Jay-Z, is that... Um, one of my favorite quotes by him is, "If I'm we not are a made in his man, image, oh yeah, business. hell yeah, I love Let me that line." My business, damn, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that line. Yeah. So, I mean, he really, he really um, manifests that and shows that in everything he does. 
um, when he went to the aid of uh, uh, Twenty One Savage, Meek Mill, yeah. like those yeah. things, he he didn't do them for the publicity. He did it for the people. Right. And no matter what business deal he does, his plan always has the people involvement somehow. You're right. Jay Z for president, 2020. Seriously, seriously. At this point, not Kanye. <laughs> not Kanye. Well, no. Um, he could be yeah. secretary over Sunday mornings and shit. Do y'all remember? <laughs> do y'all remember when? Do y'all remember when Jay Z uh, in like 2010, 2011, when him and Russell Simmons were selling on Occupy Wall Street? Y'all remember Occupy Wall Street, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you remember when that happened and him and Russell Simmons started kind of selling Occupy Wall Street shirts and people started hopping on his ass then. Um, but um, he's but I feel like it was like damn near. Somebody's gonna sell an Occupy Wall, t- Wall Street T-shirt. You might as well buy it from me, Jay Z, as opposed to you know Macy's or whoever, whatever mm-hmm. you know white person is. No, don't it. buy it from Jay Z. Buy it from Sean Carter. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Business <laughs> Let me sell these Occupy Wall Street T-shirts. Damn. But yeah, no, I, I I like with Jay Z because the social justice part of it is forcing the NFL to get more into the programs and, and look more into what their players are doing, what their players want. Mm-hmm. They got to listen to their players and what their players think needs to be done in the community and they're going to take initiative to do, you know, their players be the grassroots and then, you know, put the support behind their players. So if I'm a player and I want to go to the social justice program and start a books for, you know, children's line or some shit in my local library, I won't be able to get the support with the social justice, you know, to, mm. to make change in my community type shit. The hardest thing for organization to balance is the consumer versus the employee um, morale. Right. Because as a business, you want to make sure your customers are satisfied. Right. Because they generate your income. But if you have no one to take care of your customers, then your business will fail. So if you destroy your employees in the process of making your customers happy, you'll have neither. Right, right, right. Exactly. And that is... Um, you ever heard the term like uh, uh, companies are people too? Mm-hmm. It's it's such a uh, interesting terminology that people use to try to give companies uh, leverage when it comes to lawsuits and mm-hmm. what they can and cannot do. And it's funny because as a consumer, you never want to allow them to say that because you feel like they can get over on you mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But if you what if you work for a good company? What if you work for a company that you really believe in? Believe in their 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 mantra, their mottos, the the um. What if you uh, are that company? Ex, ex, like yeah, like if like if if I work for somewhere and I'm dedicated and I've worked at places where I was like, I'm gonna come in. I worked at places where I've come in an hour early, not because I was ever asked to, but I just wanted to get there, chop it up with, with my fellow employees, because I know I was gonna be zoned in and doing my work. Mm-hmm. I would get there first an hour early and leave an hour late. Damn. Yeah, when I worked at. I worked at the place. Well, um, sure. but yeah, so I just feel with this Jay Z thing, with everything that's going on, the idea of companies being um, people, being people. If you are dedicated, when you really are dedicated, you got your heart set in a business. It doesn't have to be one that you started because mm-hmm. everybody is so obsessed with like the idea of mm-hmm. you only care about a business if it's your no you can yeah. find a, a, a business or a company that aligns with your ideals right um you know and something that you feel in your heart is right and when you get to that point if you're invested and somebody with low integrity or low moral or somebody in the company maybe did something and that got them sued or got some shit fucked up you know where does that leave you if that company gets fucked right 
because all of y'all in the company might enjoy what the fuck is going on. Might not know that this one person slipped up or did something illegal or did, you know what I'm saying? And that, right. so that idea of our company's people really kind of begs the question, you know, who's behind the company and what are, what, are, what are their intentions and what's going on behind the walls of a business? And I feel like with Jay-Z, partnering with the NFL, you get, like you said, T.S., you get somebody in there that can check motherfuckers. Like, you get somebody in there behind the boards. It's like, okay, I can push some buttons in here too, nigga. Y'all not going to just be in here right. kicking Colin Kaepernick out, right. blackballing him. Because I bet if Jay's in there and he has, you know, business set up with them, it's going to be 10 times for them harder for them to do something like a Colin Kaepernick or, or, or force nigga to change his hair or some shit without Jay. People falling like, uh-uh-uh. This is that's this black culture, yeah. and that's what y'all hire me because I'm gonna let y'all know y'all need to appreciate that shit. But right. not only that, just the fundamental things of that 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 make our nation like a lot of the things that we let fly are definitely unconstitutional because they deny the right for the pursuit of happiness. Cutting someone's hair because it doesn't fit whatever your opinion is is, I think, at this at its base the denial of someone's constitutional right to the pursuit of their happiness. Yeah. You can't tell me how to grow my hair. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a slave. I'm not your property. I work for your company, and if your company doesn't cater to or doesn't allow me to have my freedom of expression and it doesn't detract from what I do for the company, then you're being uh, persecuted. You're, you're persecuting me for something that you think is wrong. Which right, is, it's not it's, negatively impacting your business right. one way or another. I sit but in a queue. But it will <laughs> negatively, impact, negatively in, uh, impact your business because I'm going to tell everyone <laughs> what you, you know, what you criticize or what yeah. you demean and uh, uh, d- uh, demonize so that those who share my same, you know, fashion sense and hair texture will be less likely to shop it or consume whatever you're selling. Right, and I think that that is another thing where, like, recently, um, in, within the last two years, they, they actually created a law. Um, I don't know if it was federal or if it was just, like, a state law in certain states where they could deny you, um, basically, they could discriminate based if anyone who had dreadlocks mm-hmm. or, you know, locks, as some people like to call them. Like, they could legally deny you employment based on the fact that you have dreads. I don't know whose bright idea that was to make it a law, do some shit like that, but that's fucking horrible. Yeah. And and it, like a really company be having this underlining basis of of um, racism that they be trying to like gliding like I have I, my my one of my OGs, he's like in his forties now and he said about seven, eight years ago, he was with a he was with a company for seven years. Mm-hmm. About seven, eight years ago um, he had like a review with his supervisor, his boss, and he's like, "Well, you know, beep, I see you over there, you know." And he's an older white guy. Um, he's like, "I see you over there, and you got one hand on the machine and one hand holding your pants up." And my man's was like, "You're racist, and I don't ever want to have a conversation without a third person here." At this point, he was like, "He told me he was like, McCoy." I never, he was like, I haven't sagged since I was in high school. He's like, I haven't sagged since the 90s, McCoy. I don't even find that, I don't even find that to be um, appropriate, anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't sag out of work, inside <laughs> of work, nothing. He was like, he's never seen me holding, he was like, I wear a belt. He's like, I don't even buy pants that sag on, he's like, I wear a belt. 
I would never, there's no ever been no reason for me to hold my pants up. He was like, he was saying that on some a reason to not give me a raise, and it came off to me. He was like, the first thing I could think of was racism. A lot of times, too, in these situations with these companies, in situations in life, we try to tell our city, no, 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 he wasn't being racist. We try to, like, we, that's uh, something being a minority in America that we deal with. We kind of go back and forth. So we like, do I want to call call this out? Like, is this really racism? Because well, if I make a scene, I'm going to make a scene. That's, that's the new racist, uh, racism. Uh, Patrice O'Neill, before he passed, um, had a special where he was talking about this new type of racism. Um, where it's like, um, it's, it, he calls it, this shit I can't prove. So um, he had this example of him being out with his dogs. He has two little dogs. Right. And this gentleman was like, oh, you know, uh, these are nice dogs, you know, um, did you buy them? And he was like, I adopted them, da, da, da. And he was like, oh, how old are they? He told him how old he was. And he was like, oh, are they happy? And he was like, it took me back because I'm like, this motherfucker think I'm a nigga who abuses dogs or like, because, right. you know, because around that time, it was the whole like Donovan McNabb thing. Mike and, Vick. Uh, yeah, Mike Vick. I'm, yeah, Mike Vick. I'm Donovan McNabb. Mike hey. Vick uh, <laughs> thing where, you know, the dog fighting and um, it was the stigma that black people took terrible care of their dogs. And so he was like, you know, I wanted to, to ask him without charging him up. Like, yo, just be honest with me. Was you being, you know, a little bit racist here thinking that I'm, I don't take care of my dogs, right? I treat them bad and stuff like that. Right. And it's always like, you know, can somebody help me find where the racism is? Because we all believe there's racism in, you know, that's prevalent in America. But you ask niggas, are you racist? Nope. <laughs> there's, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but he's been on uh, NPR um, New Political Radio. What does the N stand for? National? National Political Radio? NPR, whatever the rate <laughs> on the radio. Oh, hey, look, homies just showed up. Um, and there's whatever the case is. There's a gentleman that says that one can uh, have racist actions or do racist actions without being a racist. Like being a racist doesn't mean that um, that's who you are. That's your defining characteristic. It just means do racist shit, which kind of makes you racist. So, what are the things that right. happen? The guy on NPR was oh. talking about how you can do racist things but without it doesn't technically make you a racist. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. I agree. Like he had this whole explanation on how a because a it, person can do racist things without being racist. Like they they can. Um, if you, if all that you do is racist, then yeah, you're 100% through and through, you're racist. But if you don't do racist things all the time, you do one racist thing, that doesn't make you a racist. You know? If you commit one felony, you're a felon for life. Well, I'm just saying that's how he had explained it. But I'm saying, those things come from the same people who be like, um, you can do things that are considered part of black culture but not be appropriating that culture. No, you can, well, wait, you can be, I feel like you can be a part of black culture without appropriating it. You can? I feel like you can, though. Like, Eminem, I don't feel like he's a culture vulture or appropriator. But I don't think he's doing things that are, you know, you know what I mean? Like, he's not 
promoting that oh, I'm in black coat type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wouldn't be appropriation for him. It's just who he is naturally. So because wait. of where he was raised. Do you think? See, I feel like because I believe racism is taught. It's not something you oh, innately have. Most definitely. So yes. racism most is something definitely. you're taught. Yeah. Um. Even like we we go over this that black people can be racist. We we say some really foul and terrible things about other races. Dude, um, our last episode was called Jews Clues. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think we That we, shit would not fly if uh a all white pod did something like that and they decided to call a, one of their episodes Niggas with Triggers or something like that. Like, niggas with Triggers. <laughs> niggas, with triggers. <laughs> niggas with Triggers. Whoa. I would have to listen to that. Yeah, I would definitely. <laughs> would definitely be like, okay, what's this about? Like, <laughs> right. Okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Right. I'm an intrigued nigga with Triggers. <laughs> now, would that be appropriated because we use it for shock value or it's just us being stupid? You know what I mean? Like, I think most everything has an intention behind it. Um, saying racist things has the intention of being racist. Doing racist things has the intention of being racist. It's not something that's done in jest or in, in playful means without the intention of it being detrimental in some way to a culture, a people, a custom. So making fun of the LGBTQ community? like I mean, that's they're not a race of people. Right, but it, we could be considered uh, generous, I guess. Homophobics or well, not all of them are homophobic. You know, homosexual. I'm just not all of them are transsexual. Um, The thing we 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 make fun of is not necessarily their lifestyle or what they choose to do. It's the letters, like you know what I mean. Like every year, it's like an addition to the to where there has to be some different way of identifying identifying them or. I want to say titling them or labeling them because those seem to have negative connotations. Right. Um, but to the point where it's like, whenever you get into an interview, you got to be like LGBT and you got to know all the letters right. so that nobody feels left out or nobody feels slighted when that isn't your intention. Right. Your intention isn't to be an asshole and mistakenly forget one of the 27 letters that they put in that name. Yeah, it's but just, our intention is to, I mean, we're, we're poking fun at it. At the name. Not yeah. at them, at the name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ah, okay, all right. Because it's not, it's not meant to be um, um, demoralizing or de- uh, demon- uh, demonizing them as a uh, uh, sexual preference uh, or um, gender or sex or whatever you want to classify their choice. We're not demeaning their choices. We're just talking about Okay, this name is, is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> the whole African-American thing. Um, it's funny how only those who don't have just, quote-unquote, American roots have to have a subtext, have to have that, that, that prefix. African-American, Asian-American, Indian-American. Right. Yeah, if right. you're not a white American, you have some prefix before American. Right. Oh, uh, you're wow, straight-up old American. Right. I never even thought about that. Yeah. I never even thought about that. You're not even... Uh, they don't even really uh, classify Italian-American. Yeah, right. Don't French-American. German-American. Yeah, German-American. Scottish-American. And it's funny... What's funny is that... English-American? You could even... You could, you could at least Australian say... Australian-American? You could at least say European-American because Africa is a fucking continent, not a country. 
So if you're gonna say African American, you 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 could at least say European Americans. But yeah, but last, none of that is ever. But when for. when's the last any of us within the last 10, 20 years maybe been from Africa? We're from America. We're just Americans. Been from or been to? Been from. Been Frank. Okay. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so I like. I feel like you're right. Isn't like we're not, especially when we come, we're talking about like the LGBT community. We're not making fun of them. We're not. We're, demon, we're, not, we're never demonizing their anybody. lifestyle or anything like that. Now like, we don't. We don't like. Like I think we said in a couple episodes. Yo, fuck whoever you want to. That's your choice. Enjoy fucking whoever you want to. Yeah. But some got to give with these names. Like. <laughs> right. I'm, t- I'm trying to think back if I ever made fun of. The trans people. I might have. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm not sorry, but I might have. So like, but here's the thing. Um. So Young Thug yeah. dropped that CD yesterday. Oh, you know what? That's a great transition. It's, Speaking of trannies, Young yeah. Thug. Speaking of transition. Transit transition going. Oh wow. He wore the dress because he had to a square one. Ts. He, he wore a dress because he had to stick up under it, and I ain't talking about a dick. Talking about an AK because it's a yeah because he doesn't have a dick. You know what? Yes, I'm sorry. I see Nova, who don't have me. Um, <laughs> Ain't got no ass and don't got got, got nobody else. Um. So so Young Thug dropped an album just yesterday, just a mere 24 hours ago, called So Much Fun, executively produced by J Cole. Man. Wow. Fucking what? For me, okay, for me, man, let me just go through my emotions, man. First of all, my girlfriend Alexis, you know, I've been making fun of people being fucking groupies of celebrities or being like fucking like looking at celebrities like they're gods and shit, right? Like, it's okay for you to be enamored with the art. But when you talk about like, oh, if I ever saw them, I'd faint. Or if I ever saw them, I'd cry. I think you're weird. <laughs> I think you're really weird. I would never... I think the things Eminem has done as a rapper is amazing. And I think as an as an artist, he's great. Would I get around him and breathe his air and be like, oh my God, Eminem is standing next to me? No. And I think he's amazing as, an, as, a, as a rapper. I would never get around Young Thug and be like, Oh my God, Young Thug is three feet a fucking way from me. What's what am I going to do? That shit's weird. I feel like people be treating celebrities like gods, and I feel like if I don't think I'd do that for any celebrity, but I've never been to Toy Story World, so and I'll accept Toy Story, <laughs> but ain't no other human being on this. <laughs> Can't say how I asked. How's it Toy Story World? <laughs> Russell, just, I'm sick of this shit. I'm, I'm too old to be hanging around these niggas. Just. <laughs> Come on, Madro. <laughs> That's not gonna get old. That's not. Come on, my dog. I know you like buzz, yeah, you but know come what? on, dog. Um, to that, to that end, um, having met a couple of celebrities, um, one of my favorite was uh, Music Soul Child. He was always just like, dog. He was just that dude. But when I met him, it was like he was just a person. Like, yes, yeah. It's it's the connection of the emotions you felt when you listened to their song, yeah. the emotions that you may have towards the person uh, in general, all culminating, and people react different ways. They faint, they cry, 
Um, I know you've seen like the Michael Jackson concerts where fans yeah. just fall the fuck out because they, you know, he touched my head or he came yeah. by me or something like that. And it's because they not even on me. He came by me. Right. Skeet right past okay. my face. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> he tell about like what? All right. Um, <laughs> Come on, my dog. <laughs> Uh, Come on, me dog. Uh, this way. Uh, <laughs> <I, laughs> <I, laughs> <I, laughs> Alright. <laughs> but it's it's that, that strong emotion you attach to someone. Um and you you know, it's it really becomes a form of idolatry and you gotta be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. I would be much be I would be much more happier if people would just say you wanna be a hoe. Say like I really wanna fuck this guy. Or, or niggas say, I really want to be cool and I want to be around him. Or if you gay, say, I want to fuck him. Just stop pretending these people are God. Like, Girl, stop. Th- just stop pretending these people. Like, I, I'm enamored with people like Doja Cat. Like, there's Doja Cat and um, Daska Polanco from uh, hmm. um, Friends. Or- Orange is the New. What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you don't got me. Just. <laughs> Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. Or- you failed to get him. Right, right. <laughs> Um, or Megan Thee Stallion, or Zendaya, Zendaya. Zendaya is, is such a, a gorgeous. Or just person. gorgeous, and and inside too, like her her personality is so so dope. And it's like, and it's the thing. Here's the thing about that: we don't know enough about you to know what their personality is like. We get we get glimpses, we get glimpses, yeah. we we get glimpses, and that'd be my thing. Connect with the, connect with what they give you. Mm-hmm. Connect with the art. Appreciate. I can appreciate Young Thug, J Cole, Eminem. Kendrick, Absol. I even think Absol would be one of those people that like I could hang out with and be around, but I can't never be around no other human being and be like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm hanging out with you. Like, just say you want to fucking move on. But here, I, I I got to the, the sidetrack because I was the Young Thug album came out, and I was so geeked for the album, and I was like, oh my god, this album about to be cool. J. Cole produced I know these niggas got fire. Like, I know. And my girlfriend was like, oh, talk about being people and celebrities. It wasn't the same thing. I didn't have this, I didn't have the heart to bust her bubble like that at that moment. Love you, babe. But. <laughs> Logic. It, uh, and science. Um, I didn't have the heart to bust her bubble right then, but it's not the same thing because I'm not saying like, young thug here, please fuck me in the ass. Like, I'm not, uh, I, I'm saying it. I'm not saying it. People, people be on that. Like, I need to fuck this person. Just say you want to fuck them. Like, what? Um, like, I'm, I'm really a fan of the art, and I feel like people don't. I say all of that to say this: you when were excited time, about the project, not so much the person. There's right. a difference. But, but I'm saying, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked, and I'm saying all these things to say this: when is the last time an artist was coming out with something that you've really been excited? And I realized. I haven't been this excited for a project in years. It dawned on me how much of a young thug fan of his music, goofy asses, that I am. Seriously, I think this man makes some of the best music for me in the last half a decade. I think that kind of declined that enthusiasm for this next project, this next thing, for me, when 
CDs became like obsolete. Yeah. When the digital music kind of took over. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, I could just get it when I get it. You know what I'm saying? Or I just listen to it later. Yeah. Or I just hear it on YouTube. Or it, it never was like, oh, I got it. I can't wait till this come out because I gotta go get it or it's gonna sell out. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Same here. It since music has become a hell of a lot more accessible, it's not as exciting as it once were. Yeah. Yeah. I find myself worried that I'm like, because right the- now, you you're. Uh, Young Thug just dropped yesterday. Yep. So you geeked over the album, over yep. the project. Yep. Bet you're still not going to feel like that next week. You know what? And that's something I'm worried about. Next week, somebody else is going to drop, and you're going to forget about Thug's album. Yeah. You might not forget about it. It might still be in a cut, but you're not going to be anywhere near as happy. And that's the crazy thing, because also, ASAP Ferg dropped an album yesterday. I'm a big ASAP Ferg fan. He dropped yesterday. Some other people dropped some collabos yesterday, and some uh, other some other albums dropped. But I'm so stuck on Thug, and I'm worried that because of this new age and the new way that we consume music, that this is gonna be a blip to me. Mm-hmm. I worry about that with my music now. That no matter the excitement, it's gonna be a blip because that's how we consume music now. Every well, everything. You, if you have Apple Music, I go to Apple Music every Friday now. The same way people might, might have used to go to a record store. But it seems because it's so accessible, I can wake up, literally click Apple Music and go down to new releases every Friday and I just see what's there. And it's like, it takes something away from me being attached to stuff. That's kind of what I um, I told myself that I want to do. Um, when I actually get like my own place and um, get established, and not just like my own apartment or something like that, but like my own house. Right. <coughs> I want to invest and like old school record player so that I can go and yeah. visit those stores again and get get all that, that music that I loved growing up and yeah. that's still accessible because there's there's memories, there's nostalgia, there's history um, behind those those tracks. Um, because we do live in a society where it's everything a society. is instant and then you can toss it. Um, I need to be fulfilled right now. I can get rid of that now and then get something else so I can be re- you fulfilled again right 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 away there's no working for things there's no um you know um, i worked hard for this and i'm going to enjoy this and i'm going to appreciate this is oh it was just one of five million so i could just go get another one. right yeah 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 man i just um and i'm so in being excited for this album um i've already kind of grown attached to it i listened to it three times in the last 24 hours um, and I gotta say, I have not heard this much good young thug since 2015's Barter Six. You know, he had an album that was supposed to drop called High Tunes. He dropped some shit called um, uh, Beautiful Thugger Girls, um, On the Run. Uh, it was a reference to his women, not to him. Uh, but I'm sure you're right. But um, right, um, exactly. Uh, <laughs> he walked into his closet and saw six mirrors and like, oh, I have an album name, Beautiful Thugger Girls, and just started posing. Here we go. <laughs> Prince had asked us chat, but whatever. Anywho, um, no, I just don't think Thug is <laughs> Thug has been suspect too. Thug has been failing me. I'm gonna I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. Thug has failed me since Barter Six. Um, because everything that was around 2015, Killing Features, Barter 6 was amazing. And I just was waiting on 
that next thing Jeffrey album didn't do it for me um oh, oh wait, I, like I, did, I did I did I did like uh slime season one and two that was also in the team you said you listened to um Thug's album three times right yeah can you do you have any bars off the top of your head that he said where you're like oh he, he uh, killed it on this track he said Ugh. he got a he got a couple of them like there's one track uh god I can't remember the name of the track but it's a track like he's talking about the niggas that he fuck with and he's like naming off rappers and he's like, oh man, I can't remember exactly how it goes. He's like, naming he's like, uh, some, some dreezy, some like, damn it, how does it go? He's, he's naming the, and I, and I, when he said it, I was like, this is fucking cold. He named the rappers and then at the end he says plenty others, like basically talking about all the rappers that he fucks with that, um, has inspired him and is like fucking with his, with his wave and shit. Then he had on the first track, uh, just how it is he's talking about his album cover Jeffrey and he's like I had to dress on because I had a stick he's like I would have dressed because I had a stick under it like it's just little moments where Thug just says slick shit that's always been like Lil Wayne S to me you know what I'm saying where it's been like the little like the little one line punchlines where it's just like damn it's cold now I've listened to it um, and I haven't had time to di- dissect because Thug is actually rapping so I haven't had time to really sit with and memorize the bars yet but I can tell that this is one of those things where he not just doing shit in harmony, which is what he started, which is what after Barty Six he just got to this wave where he started rapping less. Now, Slime Season 1 and 2, he definitely was rapping. That was also 2015. That was um, September of 2015 and then October of 2015. After that, it was a lot of like, releases and shit from him that just weren't strong in terms of the bars hmm. I don't know if it's because J. Cole executive produced this one and they had a conversation and he was like I'm gonna need you to rap a little bit more on this one but he definitely went back to Bar Thug which is what made me fall in love with his records man like like you could say he's weird all you want you could say this you could say that about the mumble rap shit but you couldn't tell me Thug couldn't rap you know when he dropped uh, slime Se- when he dropped the uh, slime season three and he uh he was like, um she suck on his dick on the plane so I just call her airhead like little shit he be saying if niggas can get past the idea of it like mumble rap and I can't understand and all that complaining that they do and actually try to actually <laughs> if, if, niggas- if people can get past the fact that they can't understand what he's saying <laughs> because what? because people couldn't understand bone they couldn't understand bone at first there's people who still. I know grown adult people who like bone cold, and when they say the lines, they just mumbling harmonies. They're not, you're not rapping to me. You don't even know what he said. You don't even know what he said. That was like like ninety five. But 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 you're stuck on it because you know, if some of us have sat with certain artists, you learn like Tech Nine fans. Some of the shit he said, Tech Nine, you rapping fast as a bitch. Some of the shit he said, you don't catch on the first go round. But if you're a Tech Nine fan, you can pick up a Tech Nine CD, and at this point, it's like a language. You've heard enough Tech Nine to be like, okay, he said, think about that position. Like you can decipher exactly what's being said without having to pay too much attention. I've listened to so much Thug <laughs> that, like, you know, I can get past the moment rap because I'm like, oh, that's what he said. He said, he said, I had to just because I had to stick him on the like, like, it's not. We get wrapped up in this whole idea of like <laughs> niggas don't niggas. Can't rap because a lot of, of niggas, new niggas McCoy's don't rap. going to be the guy that you call if anybody in your family has a stroke and they can't, you can't understand anything that they're right. saying. Call right. McCoy over and he'll be, oh yeah, he just said that uh, he shit himself. 
And you know what? <laughs> and you know what I'm gonna say? And you know what I'm gonna say when they take me on when they take me on a talk show or some shit? They be like, "How did you get this skill, young thug?" Taught me. There you go. But no, I, I really. It's like with uh, the Kanye skit. Kanye taught me. You always gotta make something gay. You do not got me. You got me. Yeah. But no, I think uh, no. I'm a every, thugger girl. <laughs> every wow, wow, wow. We gotta send this podcast to Young Thug. Definitely some hashtags on this podcast for thugs. But uh, the, I think the, the the weakest thing about this album is the fact that he has Nave on here and Future. Really, Future really got to stop. I don't know what's wrong. Future was on like three tracks. One, no, it was on one, and I, the second one. one. I thought he was on at least two, at least two or three tracks. I thought I heard Future he on, on one. He was on one. He got a lot of like the. ATL style, right? He got Gunna on. He got little baby. Look, Gunna actually has some bar, some bars on this motherfucker too. They got a he got a song on here called Hot with Gunner. I don't like Gunna, but Thug and Gunner get. First of all, I feel like Gunner is like a great value Thug, but they get on the track together and they bring some. Every time they bring some shit out of each other, and I really like that song Hot. Uh, Surf with Gunna. Uh, Surfing. He got a song called. He actually got a song called Little Baby, but that's not the one featuring Little Baby. Um, he got a song called Oh, a song called I Bought Her featuring Lil Duke. Lil Duke uh, is the guy that signed to um, YSL. That's one of his, um, that's Thug's label. Lil Duke was also on Barter 6 and was killing killing his verses on there too. Duke is on here snapping, dog. Like, I fuck with Duke's verses on here, bro. Like, swear to God. Um, I said, this is a solid 9 out of 10 album. My favorite tracks are just how it is because Thug come in rapping his ass off on that. Hot. Light it up. Um, I bought her. I think we could go. If we kept all of the first 13 tracks, 1 through 13, okay? So that's just how it is through Cartier Gucci Scarf. And then through on... Number 15, which is Pussy, and threw on 19, The London, featuring J. Cole and Travis Scott. And we kept all those songs together, with like the last four or whatever, that come after, you know, um, Cartier, the Cartier joint. This would be a perfect album for from Thug for me. The last, like, five tracks is some filler shit that I really, you know. Including The London? No, that's what I'm saying. Keep London and Pussy. So after 13, there are uh, six more tracks. Yeah, Pussy was all right, I guess. I liked I like Pussy and I like the London, but the other circle of bosses with Quavo, no, I'll keep that. Uh, Big Tipper with Lil' Key, keep that. Mannequin Challenge, keep that. I'm going to have to listen to that one more time because I heard it. I got to listen to the album one more time. Mm. I've only listened, well, I think I have to listen to it at least one more time in order to give more constructive con- uh, criticism on the body of work. I just went through it once, just overall listen, and the, the beat selection, dope. He should select beats for Nas. <laughs> Damn near anybody should be selecting beats for Nas. Leave Nas out of this, man. Damn. <laughs> if this dude selected the beats for Nas and not just told Nas to rap, Nas would have a way better album than whatever he just released. Uh, everything that I've heard from So Much Fun, I mean, as a body of work, a whole, fairly enjoyable to listen to. If you got a nice sound system, definitely got some some bass to it you know it nice to ride to as far as 
understanding what's going on. I haven't listened to enough thug to be to speak the language. <laughs> so actually that's blanguage for those of you who are thug fans, you'll get that joke. That's blanguage. Sorry, you gotta be a, you have to know thug songs to know the song blanguage. That's bait. That is probably what a lot of these people are saying who would speak that language. That's bait. <laughs> Haters gonna hate. <laughs> Haters gonna hate. But no, yeah, y'all check out the Thug album. And uh, when you check it out, just let me. The my only question is, what, what what y'all fucking with off the album? What's your favorite song off the album? I I really enjoy it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy, um, you know, really playing out the album, trying to and really studying it and seeing where Thug taking it, because I want to kind of dissect some more of the shit that he says, because he's really really rhyming on this one. So yeah, that's that's what's going on with the new music, man. Straight straight up. Hey, did you post anything in the Facebook group that you were supposed to from last week? I was supposed to. Yeah, where's you gonna top ten, top fifty, top twenty-five? <laughs> I owe y'all. I owe y'all some shit. Oh Facebook. wait, my bad. Because you're always on Twitter, so you tweeted about it. Then your top ten is on the tweets. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> of course, of course. Go, go find that. Go retweet that. It's going to be on my page. I promise you. It's gonna be, it's gonna be there. Yeah? It's going to be there. It's on... Uh, it's going to be there. It's NPC's be there. page, right? Where, where can they find I, us I, on the... What, I mean, what Twitter because, are they looking up? Because what I had did was on my personal joint, you know, I put a lot of shit on there. So Our Twitter might, is not PC Podcast? It is not PC Podcast, yes. And it's managed by you, so that's where you tweet Why it. would you tell them that? Like, why would you tell because them that? Because it wasn't in the Facebook group, so it's definitely on Twitter. Oh. Because yeah, that's where you I are mean, all the time. I mean, hey... You go to Twitter, and you search top 10, a top 10 will pop up. <laughs> Definitely. So, it's time for Russell Hate Some Shit. Come on, my girl. <laughs> Stop, dog. All right. All right. So, I have wanted to talk about a, a couple things here. Um, the Jay-Z and Kaepernick uh conversation kept coming up this week. Um alright, so um what I was saying before was um regarding the whole idea of selling out. Black people have this thing where they really kind of ostracize other black people and say they, they're they're selling out. They're selling out their people, selling out their pride, selling out selling out um different ideals that we hold on to that seem to be fairly archaic um, and may not actually apply to the situation they're trying to categorize. Um, one of the things was, of course, the Jay-Z and, and Kaepernick thing, um, which we talked about before, and Jay explained his position where getting your foot in the door is the first step in order to make change. Um, there's a saying at my job, um, working for the state, that as long as you can get your foot into the door, you can pretty much go anywhere in that the organization. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. Um, getting access to some place, whether it's an organization, um, a family, uh, what, whatever um, institution that you've gotten a foothold in, you usually have enough freedom and enough free range to go most anywhere you can. There might be some... Um, some requirements in order to get to certain places in that institutional organization, but you technically could very well go anywhere. 
Um, the thing that really bothers me about the whole selling out thing is the types of things that we categorize as setting, selling out. Um, pursuing education, um, being well-spoken, um, choosing to protect your immediate family rather than suffer with millions of other people you don't know. Um, I don't feel like that's necessarily selling out. Um, it's more self-preservation. Self-preservation because you're doing what's best for you? For you, for your family. Not necessarily for you, but for those you are immediately connected to. Um, I think we don't, like you said before, we don't see the future. We don't see where these decisions could lead and how me protecting my immediate realm, my immediate sphere of influence may put me in a position to have better uh, or a larger territory to control or to protect. Most definitely. And I feel, well, I can apply myself to that being a married person. So, it. I mean, I would say it out loud initially that Jamie is my family. Mm -hmm. But I really had to live that and acknowledge that, yeah, my wife comes before everybody. Mm -hmm. My wife is now my immediate family. Mm -hmm. So what's best for us may not be best for my siblings. Right. May not be best for my cousins, may not be best for my friends, but it's best for me and her. So I need to do that first, get us grounded, get us straight, and then after that, I can start talking to other people and mixing and mingling and doing what I need to do everywhere else outside that circle. But (laughs) as long as my immediate circle is good, that's what matters first. You know, the Bible gets a lot of flack from people who see it wielded wrongly um, and used for personal gain, personal um, argument. But the Bible does speak on the family being the first ministry. So all these people who like, you know, you got to be in church all the time, and da, 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 da. the first ministry is to your family. The first people you are supposed to serve is your family. Um, you're supposed to protect them. You're supposed to make sure they're okay because if your home base isn't good, nowhere else you're going to go is going to benefit from your home base being good. Right, right, right. If right. you're having trouble at home, it affects your work. It affects your other relationships. It affects your cognitive abilities because you can't focus on anything because home is not allowing you to rest. Home is not allowing you peace. So you take that uh, animosity, you take that that negative vibe everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Definitely true. So, with that said, um, one of the other things that I had written here was um, that people tend to wallow in ignorance. Um, And that goes into the whole Bible being wielded wrongly thing, but they like to be comfortable in the things they kind of know or they don't know. Because if I learn what the truth is, then I may have to change or I may have to grow or I may have to evolve. Mm. Evolving, changing, growth is always uncomfortable. I think the growth comes from admitting that you are wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And many your own feels uncomfortable. And that is <laughs> the hardest thing to do. Uh, I get cornered a lot. Well, not a lot. 
but <laughs> enough um, with either my wife or even thing coworkers and stuff. I'll know one thing to be true, but then they'll come at me with some other stuff. It's like, no, you guys are dumb. That's not right. That's not right. That's not right. But then they'll lay out some other stuff and using logic and science. Logic and science. <laughs> and, <laughs> and through that, I'll be like, oh, crap. Well, I guess I was wrong. And that is super hard to admit. Yeah. Um, speaking from being a terribly arrogant individual when I was uh, younger, it was a hard blow to the pride of maybe I don't know everything that I think I know. Or maybe I don't know shit. (laughs) And maybe I need to really figure out what it is I do know. Um, A lot of people don't understand the L's you take in order to get to where you are. Um, Research is an L because you have to figure out, oh shit, I didn't know that. I, that was not what I thought was what was right. That's a, that's an L. It doesn't necessarily have to be devastating and embarrassing to take an L, right. but it definitely is some discomfort. Like, oh shit, I told plenty of people that, and that's not right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a, um, you know what a cicada looks like? Yeah. Yes. And the sounds that they make. Uh-huh. Like fucking. We witch. had no what? Cicada looks like a wood. I thought I've kicked. Looks like a wood chip. Yep. I've kicked a cicada, thought it was a wood chip, and it flew at me. And like, this is the first like, time I've heard it pronounced cicada. How do you pronounce uh, it? I've always heard it either pronounced cicada or cicada, which is weird. Oh, never heard that. Yeah, really? never. Really. But hey, logic and science <laughs> might t- say one of us is wrong. I'll be ready to admit that. <laughs> pretty sure it's cicada. <laughs> As the bug, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Right. right. <laughs> You see them, you name them. Right. <laughs> you see, I said, look at Woods, he'd be like, nah, nah, because they have way more shape, look warm around, they have a juicy bubble in the middle, like, nah, right. okay, all right, all right. All right. The abdomen right. is clearly for right. her. Right. What <laughs> wood chips you be around? <laughs> Fuck playground was that? But, um, damn. Oh, yeah, cicadas. When I was younger, I had no idea that a cicada was a thing. I called them June bugs. My brothers and mm. sisters and I, when we hear that sound and we saw one, for whatever reason, we thought they were June bugs. Until within the last year or two, um, one of my brothers got married to a chick that knew better, and she was like, "That's not a June bug. That's called a cicada." And we we're like, "So what? That's a June. Uh, that's a June a bug. Swastika? What the fuck a is swastika? <laughs> no, look up what June bug is, and because we have smartphones, we can actually look up June bugs, cicadas. And oh, son of a bitch, you're right. That's a cicada. <laughs> well, I mean, but did it necessarily say it wasn't a June bug, or did it just say it was a June bug? It's a cicada. Ooh, you know, I'd never looked that up. But usually, June bugs are these tiny little things, mm. a whole different creature. I just thought it sounded like they were. Um, Cousins? No, working one in, the same? Working in like a sawmill or something. Because them sounds they make it sound like saws and drills and all types of shit. Cicadas? Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what a June bug sound makes. Oh, no. I'm talking about cicadas. I'm talking about June bugs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got yeah. confused. The, the, the summer bugs that make all the noise when it's hot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the all cicadas. Chips. The wood chips. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, to this, um, this, this selling out thing, this, this basically self-deprecating mindset that we seem to have. Um, uh, I'm going to drop this bombshell on y'all. Uh, the Bay said that um, 
she was telling me about her um, experience at work where someone had the who the bay b-a-e um so you're referencing your yes oh it's, oh. it's dropping the bomb too uh, <laughs> but boom right Flex, drop that bomb <laughs> so this cortana go on all right cortana <laughs> hey what <laughs> all right cortana all right i'm with it <laughs> you feel it i was gonna call it giggle because of google but whatever <laughs> <laughs> Andromeda and shit. <laughs> so Cortana, uh, <laughs> definitely not Andromeda. <laughs> she was and talking me, um, about an experience she had at work, where um, there was a mistake that was made on one of her um, subordinates' part, and so the person on the phone Ooh, was she's like, a "Supervisor, huh?" Um, she's more than that. She's, she's a manager. Uh, she's more than that. Oh, she's the dude. owner. She's a district. She's about. She's about. Yeah, about there. But uh, oh. so she. Uh, What's she own? Um, cicadas. Cicada, <laughs> <laughs> Cicada factory. <Right. laughs> Wood chipping plant. Right. <laughs> so, Come on, my dog. Come on, my dog. So she was talking to this lady. This lady was like, you know, irate over the phone and talking real condescending towards her and stuff like that. And she was like, I just want to speak to whoever's in charge. And she was like, well, you're speaking to her. And she was like, well, what is your title? And she thought her title. And she was like, wait a minute, what's your name? And she was like, this is my name. And she was like, oh, wait, I think I have one of your cards. And totally changed how the conversation was going. She was like, yes, that's me. How can I help you? And the the um, overall atmosphere, the overall um, um, effect of the, the conversation shifted dramatically and it was crazy to me and to her because it's like we already have the credentials in place she's very decorated as far as like her education and things mm-hmm. of that nature and so she knows what the fuck she's talking about and she also has the ability to use what, oh, she yeah. what does she look like though we'll get to that um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a post pod uh, not on the air the talking dead, if you will. But uh, she, uh, you know, she kind of, she kind of ran, you know, the six numbers to her, and was like, uh, if, you know, made the conclusion that, you know, if I didn't push my credentials out there, you would not have talked to me with the respect that you did. Right. And it's a shame that we're initially looked down upon as less than a person. Still, like what thirty, forty years ago, we were classified as three fifths of a person. And yeah. we are still not even a, co- a whole person now. We're still seen as that less of a person, no matter what part of the world we are, no matter what industry we are, yeah. no matter what um, what our title is, what our, what, what we make. Um, Jay-Z himself, Sean Carter, in the meeting with the, the head of the NFL, was <laughs> talked to by his label and not his name. And he yeah. had to correct him. Like, no, nigga, this is who you're talking to. Right. That's just, that's just fluff. Right, exactly. Talk to me. Right, Because exactly. we are equals. Right. This that. is an equal deal. You're not going to talk down to me. You're not going to disrespect me. Right. And, you know, low-key, it turned me on when she was talking like that. But right. <laughs> high-key, it yeah. was like, you know, yeah, yeah, get your shit off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Because you know who you are, um, and she needs to know. If she don't know, she know now. And right. got a little yeah. excited. Right. <laughs> 
Got the, got the buzz like cicada on what? Like a cicada. Come on, down. Right. <laughs> Chill out, my dog. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the discomfort in that point, you know, may have sparked some growth on her on her behalf and whatnot. But the thing of it is, we initially see ourselves as less than we ought to. Right, right. Well, that's, that's, and that's funny that you mentioned that because it kind of brings me back to my celebrity thing. Like, I know I was, like, having a joking moment with it earlier. Mm-hmm. But that's my idea of the celebrity thing. It's like, people be so obsessed with celebrities and the idea of a celebrity is like, what makes you think that this person is any more, right. any greater than you or than your homie that's next? Because, like, it'll be people that's like, you have a conversation with a person and all of a sudden they'll say, well, if, like, such and such came around, you know, I'll be on this. But why would you change who you are as a person because another human being arose? Or is that Double, really how why you... Why would you change... Or is that really how you are? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is that really how you are? Right, are you, you really just a, a, a dirtbag-ass motherfucker? Like, right. on some real shit, you just right. grind me in a bitch and that this person you're enamored with brought, brought that out of you because you saw it. You know what I'm saying? But that... But the person being around in your circle, I think, can change your mood for the better or for the worse. If there's somebody around that you genuinely don't care for, and you're say you're vibing, you're having a good time, you're kicking it, and then the person that you don't care for all of a sudden enters your circle, now you're going to have a different vibe if you're mm-hmm. not strong enough to keep pushing forward. But, I mean, even if you are still strong enough to push forward, that's still going to be in the back of your mind like, damn, a nigga Domo's sitting over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to defend yourself, so, I mean, you're easy target. But... So, but it's like, it's, it's, it's like for me, like I'm the friend. We, we all know this. We all know this is a pile. Like I'm the friend that's always gonna turn. I'll amp my niggas up. Mm-hmm. We were like we were in the, we were in the shooting range today, and TS is like, you know, we doing our little thing, and this is my first time shooting, you know, a gun. And TS gets his little headshots off. And I'm like, oh shit, he did it. It was nothing but a couple of shots, but I'm always that friend that's amping everybody in my circle. Like, I tell T.S. all the time, like, you're the, there's no greater engineer than you, my nigga. Like, you, whether or not that is a factual statement to you, to me, there, I will always put money on you against another engineer. You know what I'm saying? There's no better, there's no better. Don't do that. I'm going to do it. You're going to lose money every I'm gonna time. I'm going to do it. Well, listen, I'm going to lose until you get it right. Unless. I'm going to lose until you get it right. Unless I'm going against I'm a custodial until, engineer. I'm going to lose until you get it right, though. And that's the thing. Cody, I'm always going to I'm always gonna say Cody's the best guitar player, the best, you know. I'm going to turn up every time I'm going to be that. But I feel like we should. We're so ready to not enact or, like, say or, like, appreciate who we are. Like you were saying, like, your girl, like, we should always stand on how great we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, anybody, like, I wake up every day. I swear to God, and I go to the mirror, and I'm like, every day, you know, I get my, I, 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 like, do my, like, wash my face, all that shit, and I look in the mirror, and people think sometimes it's weird, but I look in the mirror, and I tell myself I'm the shit. Yeah. But it's not about me trying to be on some cocky shit. It's about me, like, saying that so that, like, reinforce, reinforce yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you tell yourself I, what I, you I are, miss. because when you, <laughs> when you step, when you step outside the whole world's intent or in like intention is to like tear pieces away from you. You're going to have people that's going to judge you. You're going to have people that's going to like say shit about you that's going to try to remove some of that off you. Or take it from you. And take, and take it from energy. you. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so my job to myself, I owe it to myself to every day be like, nigga, you that nigga. 
And when I come around my friends, I, like, if you're in my inner circle and you see me, I'm always, it's energy with me and y'all. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I want y'all to know, like, yo, you dope, bro. Like, then nobody should be able to take that from you. And so I feel like your girlfriend, like, well, like when you get into these moments where, or your bae, I don't want to call your girlfriend. You know, it's not the word for it. Yeah, is bae's girlfriend yet? Cicada. Look, Cicada. Um... But that's but that's the thing. You do have to stand on who you are. You uh-huh. have to stand on how great you are yeah. without and not let a motherfucker tell you that you less than. Yeah. Right. She was uh, going to a conference um, to kind of bring this closer Ooh, to the world. She goes to conferences. Um, she got and, money, money. Damn, and on what? She, you know, she was like she dressed like a businesswoman. She, don't she? was like she, she got, got the Hillary Clinton too. Holy okay. shit, Cody's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she got high heels and everything, don't she? Briefcases and shit. <laughs> she was actually dressed down. It was a comfortable conference. Ah, <laughs> That's what I call it. It's a com- comfortable conference. Ah, um, did you get flewed yeah. out for that conference? You got flewed out. She flewed you out, bro. You got flewed out. She no, flewed you out. Was, hey. was, I wasn't that bad. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> now, now uh, she was there, and uh, she was like, you know, had a moment of like un- uncertainty, like I don't know what I'm doing here. Da 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 da. These people are decorated. I'm like, first of all, they fucking went to find you. So you already have a leg up above everybody else in that conference. Mm. Period. You How were seen. <laughs> really? <laughs> you were sought out. They personally requested you to be there so that you could train these other people. So you're already above everybody else. Don't let them, you know, bullshit you into thinking that you are not just that dope. And she was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, get, get your shit off. Get your shit off." You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that's something that we don't seem to do a lot of. Um, and which is why I appreciate McCoy because that's just him, him. That's who he is. He's always been like, yo, get your shit off. You know what I'm saying? Every time. Um, he laughs genuinely. He um, speaks genuinely. And he encourages from a genuine space. And that's what I like about this group. Um, you know, damn it, we, we're all friends and we're goofy and, and we right. talk a whole yeah. lot of shit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we all like, nigga, I got you because right. you got me. Right. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. And that's just the energy that I think more people need to really invest in the support mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. that's awesome <laughs> no it is because it leads so perfectly uh, into the fucked up story of the week fucked up story of the week i hate that we are in tune all the time ah <laughs> uh, every every time you start off with something heavy. whatever yeah heavy yeah. but then somehow some way you you say a couple words of the main phrase at the end just leads so perfectly into whatever the fucked up story of the week is. This is amazing. Damo, get ready for this, because I know you don't listen to us or support us, but you will be a part of the fucked up story of the week. T.S., I think he got you. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of got us. (laughs) Alright, so, for the fucked up story of the week, The headline, um, this happened in Russia. Last week was uh, in the U.S. Happens all over the world, actually. These fucked up stories, it's awesome. This time it's in Russia. A Russian man was castrated, then stabbed to death by his mom, mother-in-law, who threw his testicles out the window because he failed to pay child support. Uh, And I think the headline has has it kind of backwards because what had actually happened was he was (laughs) drinking with his mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law. And I think he was drinking with his ex-mother-in-law and her boyfriend and shit went sideways and she found out that 
he wasn't paying child support. So then she stabbed him 27 times. Uh, I think her man stabbed him a couple times. And then she went the extra mile to cut his nuts off and then throw it out the window. Because he didn't pay child support. Which is why you should support your family. <laughs> so they don't go do stupid shit like that. We hate need to see it. <laughs> Fucking A, dog. What does it take hold, in the world? Hold, 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 hold. Yes, please. Can we, how does, can how we, does doing all of that? Well, she was super supportive of her daughter. Well, I'm not gonna be able to pay child support if I'm in the fucking ICU. That's not gonna, huh? Huh? Yeah, child support. gonna be able to pay child support. Uh, see, can you get it out? Oh, yeah. See, see like, definitely <laughs> sad for him because he died. And he doesn't have his nuts. So he died without his nuts, actually. So that's that's bad. No, he died he before. He died from lack of nuts. He died yeah. before he got his nuts taken away. Oh, wow. Okay. Whatever the case is, her, his stepmom, mother-in-law, yeah, mother-in-law, super supportive of of her daughter, right? Because we're talking about support. Yeah, okay, silver lining, <laughs> sure. Right. Yep. Fucked up story of the week. Fun fact of the week, though. Huh? Oh yeah, you love it. Always does. Because they're not always fun facts. They're right. always fun facts. What no, are you talking about? Oh, I got rid of the link. But... Oh, that's the fun fact. Thank you. No. <laughs> no, no, no. And I love this because it originally came from Facebook. I had to look it up a little bit later, and it was a hilarious fact. Kellogg's created cornflakes to be anti-masturbatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Kellogg's create... The creator of Kel- Kellogg's. The actual the, dude, last name Kellogg's. And 18 dude Kellogg's. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He created cornflakes, <laughs> right? He created cornflakes in order to um, deter people from masturbating. Can I say this? He thought that if people ate plain food, they would not want to masturbate anymore. So me, that's that's me, why cornflakes was created. Let me tell you something. You got. Before you get into that, why was frosted flakes created? <laughs> Because they were still beating off into the flakes. The fuck? Uh, because more people should masturbate? I don't know. Yeah. I, you got a better chance of stopping me from touching my dick if I'm if I eat something sweet. Because then I'm going to feel like I'm actually eating good food. So I might be satisfied in some sense of the word. As opposed to you feeding me cornflakes with no sugar. So that would make you better. upset and be like, Oh, I'm going to go beat my dick in anger because this had no sugar in it. Maybe. <laughs> I need something at this point in life. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. Was it the cornflakes or the masturbation? Like, what got you? This whole conversation. (laughs) Oh, no. Rest of the bus is now David Carradine. Jumper cables. Take it as me. It's with his tripod. What you don't get? Jumper cables. I need jumper cables. Come on, my dog. So, yeah. That is. (laughs) So, fucked up story of the week. Fun fact of the week. After everybody's edified from <laughs> Russell's always enlightening speeches and things like this. Episode 36 of Not Politically Correct. It's the homie TS, Woo! a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha. Please make sure you can follow me on Twitter at C-Nova KPZ. McCoy? It's your boy, Real McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What to Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God. And you know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Real McCoy KPZ and on Snapchat at Real McCoy Rebel. Rust the Barman, a.k.a. Teddy Rust, a.k.a. Rust the Bus. 
and you can find me on Snapchat and Twitter. ECKZ underscore R Y D E T. That's X rated. You and Instagram at Candid Cupidity. C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. Don't forget, you can join our Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast. Uh, you can like us. Please like our page on Facebook at NPC Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Not PC Podcast. And listen, listen to us, man. SoundCloud, iTunes, on that fancy ass podcast app on your phone, you dig. Uh, not politically, not politically correct podcast. We doing a damn thing. Uh, and also, fuck Cody. It's his birthday. He's turned to twenty seven. He's not here today. We're down a member, but listen, we didn't need him in the first place. Oh, also we know a dude named Damo that rubs feet. Gang. <laughs> Scrub. <laughs>